0: This episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by the good folks at Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood. If you want to take 10 people to Ripley's, but you're like, God, that's so cost prohibitive, guess what? For this month, it is only $100 for up to 10 guests. It's the away team special. All you have to do is head over to Ripley's. And mention Star Trek The Next Conversation and Commander Riker's sexy new beard. And you can get up to 10 people in for $100 at the Ripley's, believe it or not, auditorium at the Ripley's Museum in Hollywood, California. Remember, that's Riker's sexy new beard. Petty Officer's Log, Stardate 425-23.7. Our repairs on the ship's replicators continue as we remain docked at Starbase 173. The crew in 3rd Class Secunda has been preoccupied with something I'm hoping does not slow down our progress. What's up? Hey, Matt. I think I've solved all our productivity issues.
1: Which productivity issues? You know, like how we're assigned a bunch of tasks and then we never get any of them done. Oh, sure. Matt... Meet Andy Droid. Hello, Chief Petty Officer Myra. How may I do your bidding?
0: Uh, Andy, is that a toaster? Well, not anymore. Now it's an android. Oh my god, that's so weird. Why would
1: you make it look like you? Did I? I just tried to make it look as, as handsome as I could. I don't know. No, it's like a weird toaster version of you. Why would you create this monstrosity? You know, dangerous tasks, you know, to do stuff we don't want to do. You know, do our bidding. Kruven, Secunda, is this thing
0: sentient? It is, isn't it?
1: Andy Droid is programmed with all human emotions and consciousness.
0: Oh, no. Andy, do you realize what you've done? Uh, made our lives super easy? No, you've created a prototype for a race of slaves. Oh, here we go. I'm serious. You can't create a being that feels that you just make do whatever you want. Uh Uh-huh. And why?
1: Look, I'm fixing the replicators. No,
0: stop, Andy Droid. You are not property.
1: Andy Droid is not property.
0: Don't listen to him, Andy Droid. Do my bidding. Andy Droid, do you want to fix the replicators? Well, I mean, not particularly. There, Andy. See?
2: But I have been created to serve Overlord Secunda.
0: Andy, I am freeing this being. It's not a being. It's an incredibly
1: handsome toaster, which I created. What? Look, I didn't tell him to say Overlord, he just felt like I deserved Aha! the title. Aha! You said felt! You admit he
0: feels. Oh, you are being a total jag, officer. He feels nothing! No, this android has more sentience than you do. Oh, I'd like to see you prove it. Oh, I will. <laughs> oh. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Pinocchio's strings have been cut. Oh, what happened? I shot you in the lowest sun setting.
1: What? You know phasers give me migraines. Haha <laughs> Now who's not sentient? Uh, well, hey,
0: hey! Eat it! You eat it! Oh, no! <laughs> Andy Droid! We destroyed him!
1: I guess you were right, Matthew. The true soulless robots were us.
0: Oh, hey! He, uh, fixed the replicator. Waffles?
1: Agreed. But we dine in honor of our fallen... Oh, with ice cream on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously... Uh, all right. Podcast: The Final Frontier. These are the
1: conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda.
0: Their continuing mission.
1: To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations.
0: To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everybody, welcome to Star Trek Next Conversation. I'm Matt Myra. I'm Andrew Secunda. And if you skipped... With your little iPod machine, past the intro music, you missed the debut sketch from the Star Trek: The Next Conversation players. It's our first one, namely me and Andy. Andy wrote a sketch. Everybody, I wrote a sketch while well, so I was at work. When you think now, while I was at boy, work, this on is my lunch so break. So funny. I can't believe it. Who do I give this Webby Award to? <laughs> it goes to Andrew <laughs> Secunda. Do we get Webby Awards for podcasts? I don't know. All right. we get a Stitcher
1: Award? There's got to be podcast awards there somewhere are. besides there the Andes, which obviously have never been, been completed. Because Not yet. We're a bunch of lazy bones. We're going to have to do it before the end of the season. Sorry, Sorry folks. TB Dandies. T What's that? TB Dandies. TB oh, Dandies. TB Dandies. Nice.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the TB Dandies. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the TB Dandies. Now, the TB Dandies are your dancers. Oh. I don't You understand. go out there and you sing some show tunes. You know, really, Seth MacFarlane it up. <laughs> Have you seen? Uh, I have not seen the Orville. I watched it last
1: night. Oh, what did you think? I don't know. I feel like I should with, withhold my perspective until you've seen it.
0: I don't think I'll be watching it anytime soon.
1: Really? I everybody, I everybody wants us to review.
0: Or I don't or comment want on to it to color my opinions on Star Trek Discovery, which we're all anticipating. All right. Well, then I'll give you a short perspective on it. Um, um, ins-
1: insanely good effects for a
0: television pilot always great when you lead a pilot review with (laughs) the effects were amazing much like encounter at farpoint
1: yeah yeah having had a lot of experience writing pilots particularly comedy pilots it was very much kind of like a tepid comedy pilot with action in it, which is something I'm always trying to get into a comedy pilot. I'm always sure. trying to do genre yeah. comedy pilots, and yeah. I'm refuted. Um, I love that it was in space and it was comedic, and uh, and I don't have a problem with it. I know there's been some some perspectives on Seth MacFarlane not wanting him to be the lead. I don't have any problem with him on the lead as the lead. I thought the cast was fun. I thought the characters were nice parodies of Star Trek, which I, you know I've written a lot of, so I have my own jealousies on the matter. I. Would love to see where it goes. It does seem... I wonder if they respun it when they decided it wasn't funny enough or if he always wanted it to be a Star trek thing.
0: Because I know now I the spin I, is... I, no, but I get the impression that's what Seth wanted. He wanted Star Trek real bad. He wanted the rights to it. They wouldn't give it to him. He just wanted to do a Star he Trek show. He wanted to do Star Trek. Well, I think that's what he's got. Um I would say
1: interest, it's interesting us watching Next Generation while... Uh, watching this Mm -hmm. because I have some of the same complaints that I had in the first season even though I think all the characters are very networked kind
0: of ironed out I mean I don't think there's a Star Trek series that out of the gate first season was great no none of them right right Um, I I know Voyager definitely
1: wasn't although the original Star Trek was better out of the gate wasn't it
0: whatever the case yeah yeah I mean Star Trek the original series Star Trek kind of went in reverse Mm-hmm. of regular series right like season three of the original series you're like what
1: i feel like there's some good ones
0: in there the, are season three, but i have to go ones, back there's a lot of them again. a lot of duds spock's brain lives in season yeah, three that so is, that is a bad one brain and brain what is brain
1: um anyway my uh, my main point is there as far as i can tell there's virtually no theme at all <laughs> And I'm not saying it has to be like a Star Trek.
0: Oh, you mean it's not? It's not doing like, the sci-fi thing.
1: And I think that's kind of my thing: is they're clearly not going hardcore after comedy, and they're not going hardcore after sci-fi. interesting sci-fi. Yeah. So it's kind of at this point, you know, I don't know, right. just in the middle. And I'm, I will definitely keep watching it. It was entertaining enough. It's one in.
0: And if we yeah, learn anything from 100 percent, you can't We, judge if we learn anything from the middle. It'll last yeah. 10 years. We'll see.
2: faster and
3: join the Admirals <laughs> Club
1: Matt. Yeah. If our friends want to become an admiral, join the Admiral's Club.
0: That's right. What do they do? All they have to do is head over to iTunes, write a five-star review, glowing, not glowing. As long as it's five stars, you'll be welcomed with open arms into the Admirals Club. Here
1: are just a few of the uh, Admirals that are hanging about, smoking cigars, enjoying their riches in the club right now. Mm -hmm. Admiral BTU says, join the club. Matt Meyer is a podcasting pro and Star Trek expert. Uh, in, in parentheses, mostly. Uh, while Andy is a relative noob to both and delightfully oblivious uh, to many Star Trek concepts that diehard fans take for granted, I'm a lifelong long Star Trek fan and still learn something new every episode. Um, uh, TNC is greater than TNG. Oh, nice. very but it sweet. It also says in parentheses. Season one and season two. Right. Which is fair. I get it. By MacGyver, 1970. If there was never a reason before to go back and rewatch some of the worst episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, then there is now. Grand Admiral Andrew Secunda brings professionalism while providing insightful theories and humor. Secunda leads the way in rating each episode and rightfully rewarding an episode NBC. Secunda also answers fan emails and awards. Admiral ranks to faithful reviewers. Redshirt Ensign Matt Myra. Is also among uh, long for the ride, although he seems to be solely responsible for beaming out first, never bringing out on an away mission in hostile territory. This podcast has assimilated me with its awesomeness.
0: That's true. I, I do beam out first. I think it was a leave, essentially. Because, I leave Andy all alone. <laughs> it's essentially, because
1: so Secunda also answers fan emails and awards admiral ranks. That, that, that uh, review is broken down that way. And last one is from Jefferies01, and it says, Admirals Club, here I come. Yes indeed, <laughs> Jeffries Jefferies01. <laughs> is um, that all it said? It's, uh, that's it a- also said thanks for the show. Oh,
0: well, that's yeah. a great review. Admirals yeah, um, Club, here I come.
1: We also had uh, an admission to the United Federation of Planets President Circle. Okay. This week for
0: $75, Matthew. That's most of the production cost of this episode.
1: It is. Uh, and uh, it was from Kamal Abol Hussain. Uh, Sorry. He gave me the, uh, the um, spelling and, and the, the pronunciation. The phonetic spelling and you still messed it up. I think I, I got close. Kamal Abul Hassan. Kamal. Thanks, buddy. Matt and Andy, I've been a Star Trek TNG fan since I was in middle school and wore communicator pinned to school every day, despite the fact that other kids made fun of me. I've done that. Have you? Yeah. Did what you made fun of? Well, listen. It was on my backpack. <laughs> um... STTNC has been a new and refreshing way to revisit the show I love so much. No moment has made me laugh more than Snark Theater during the Unnatural Selection episode. Please, please (laughs) do more of those. I've had to stop listening to all of the podcasts I used to enjoy uh, because they just don't compare to Star Trek TNC.
0: Keep up the incredible work. Snark Theater, as you know, is only presented when there's such a plot hole in an episode that could be solved by the Federation's existing technologies. Very good. Um
1: Matt do you want to yes address there was a oh. Oh, I don't know if you saw the link uh there was a most episodes watched uh, Star Trek episodes watched on Netflix I I have to
0: say that I think I might be responsible for some of these Oh yeah <laughs> having repeatedly watched a few of the ones on this list Interesting Um I saw it where did I see it I saw it on Nerdist It was on a lot of different nerd Uh, links. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I don't don't know where it went. Hang on. I'm looking, scrolling for it, scrolling for it. I have it in front of me if you want to. I do want to, but I also want to be able to see it in front of me. So you can comment and... Yeah, so I can look and go, "Mm, yes, yes, no, no. Here it is. I found it. Great job, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Ugh. Matt, you're so great. Thanks, Matt. Yuck. Matt, you're awesome. Uh, not a fan. Listen, you keep it up, Andy. I'll bring the Andy Droid in here. No.
3: So the charges are in
0: Sorry, order. everybody. That's uh, Andy? <laughs> Did you do that? Hello, Matt. <laughs> no, Andy Droid. I'm not adding know. any voice I'll effects to you. We'll be interested to see what the voice effect that's added is. Well, we'll see what it is. Okay, so here's the situation. Okay. End game part one and two of Voyager, which is season uh seven episode twenty four guess what uh
1: huh oh, wait, don't tell
0: me i haven't haven't seen it well don't get if you're gonna give anything away, let I really me also don't wanna... tell you this okay I've also never seen it <gasps> exciting um I've, I've seen parts of it.
1: I've never seen the last season, and I think I really, I did the same thing. That the last I've season is great. Fraycher. The last season is great. Oh, I'm so excited.
0: Uh, Best of Both Worlds, part one and two. I've watched those episodes, I would say roughly. Good thing book... What is that? That's not me. That's How... not me. Is it? No. no, that wasn't me. Good thing booking.com. Booking.com. Oh, it's the shitty ads from the fucking garbage website, Nerdist.com. <laughs> um, Matt, sorry. Oh, it, thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's like fucking with my graphics card too. These ads. I'm sorry, I don't care for this website. I like everybody who works on it. I think it's wonderful people nice that save. make this. However, <laughs> I think the ads could use some help, and I think aesthetically, it's a clunky interface. We had a huge redesign recently. You? Uh, back to the Netflix most watched episodes. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds, one and two. I've rewatched those a number of times. Scorpion, part one and two. Oh boy, those are those are really terrific that, episodes. But, they are amazing. But I have so not, good. They, they were
1: legitimately scary. I mean, the the best of both worlds, one and two, is our... Uh, so the some of the few episodes that I've seen so, of TNG, which is why i I think I probably even engaged in this. I did. I turn off the warp core. Let me fire that back up. There I'm so go. embarrassed if this is me. Um, it's not. Um, some of the reasons that I engaged in in doing this podcast because I knew that there were amazing episodes to come. But uh, Scorpion is so scary. Yeah. Uh, the Gift, I don't remember. Something that take Yeah, anyway. We'll get to What's it. What's The Gift? In nine years. The Gift. Uh, is that the first one where she becomes uh, a Borg, Seven of Nine? Where she
0: becomes a Borg? Or I'm it sorry, becomes, becomes a, uh, human, maybe. a human. Yes, I think it's when she becomes uh, a human. Dark Frontier
1: 1 and 2. That's where they come in contact with, I think, Borg space and deal with... Uh, the Borg, Borg Queen. Queen. Boy, a lot of Borg love on this fucking list. Of course. List. Finally, they're using the good... The villains the way
0: they should. Well, it after. is literally. Even Q-Who, which is the introduction of the Borg in season two of The Next Gen. People dig the Borg. That This is crazy to me. This is a lot of Borg. Maybe we should do a Borg spinoff, you and I. Mm, call it... Uh no, never mind. <laughs> going to be a pun, wasn't it? Was it was going to be about Victor <laughs> Borgnine. It was going to be a whole thing. could have been Borg <laughs> Borgnine. It was a whole thing.
1: I love that you took something
0: popular and you were going to make a joke about it that would make it less popular. <laughs> I love, that. Deeper I kind of love that our idea of popular is the Borg. <laughs> <laughs> well, Something as popular as the Borg. Uh, time and Again, no. I don't remember that one. I don't one. remember that one either. And then Clues, which is a favorite of mine.
1: Season four, eh? clues is a favorite of mine. Certainly, a hilarious image of the crew and doing
0: making a karate pose and karate geese. <laughs> sure. Well, that's that's you know, it starts off like a like a um, oh, the ship's uh, we we did this early, and now we got a lot of time on our hands to hang out. Why would that one be number ten? It's crazy. And why would time and again be number? Th- I don't understand.
1: Everything prior to that, I can kind of understand. That they're the flashier ones. I got to tell
0: you, I don't get it. I don't get the list. I think the list is wrong. The list is life, man. I think people are not being honest with themselves. Uh, They should be watching things like like Unification 1 and 2. Let's see Spock interact with Picard. That sounds fun. Or maybe we're going to see things like... uh, like uh you know I'm a big fan of Time's Arrow. I like I uh, love I love a, a time traveling Mark Twain visiting the Enterprise. Who doesn't love that? Yeah, sounds good. Um you know, I'm trying not to spoil Star Trek here, but uh Chain of Command 1 and 2.
1: You're answer- answering at not that Mike Mann's uh uh Twitter question which was uh, what are Mandy's most rewatch episodes, which I'm not really qualified to answer.
0: Yeah. Uh, my, oh, I can tell you my, literally my l- most rewatched episodes of star Trek, the next generation are as follows and I can rank them through seasons, but I will say booby trap. Uh-huh. I watched that one a fuck ton. Okay. Uh, galaxy's child. Uh-huh. I watched that one a fuck ton. All right. Those of the fans listening who watch star Trek understand how those two episodes are related. Even though they are two seasons apart. Um, or season apart um, I rewatch quite a bit of uh, Moriarty I enjoy a Sherlock
1: well that yeah I enjoyed that one too I look forward to his return
0: uh, I, wa- I rewatch a lot of the Q episodes I like a Q who I like a Q pid I like a uh, you know well, I, like, I like a lot of the Q episodes. I watch uh-huh. All Good Things a lot. The season, the series finales, I think, uh-huh. fantastic. Does it make you sad? No. Huh. It doesn't end sad. Huh. Well, why would it end sad? They weren't sad. Okay. They were like, we're going to shut hey, down. Hey, hey, They're hey. They're like, hey. I'm not spoiled. This is not a spoiler. Okay. I'm talking about what the crew was thinking of the show. Oh, all right. They were like, let's shut down production for three weeks and then make a movie. They weren't sad. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair.
0: <laughs> let's use these same sets and same crew. Right. right. We'll just light it different. Sure. Um, so that, by that measure, it's not sad.
1: Well, I think you've handily answered uh, the gentleman's question. There you go. Probably too much. Sorry. That's okay. We got a lot. I got to say. Sorry. We got a lot of email. Uh, hails. Sorry. Go this week uh, because it's measure of a man and everybody was piping in. Um, but before we get to that Thomas Gill was nice enough to answer uh, that all of the um, I think as you basically said, all of the Star Trek shows were shot on 35 millimeter film um, with the exception of Enterprise which was shot until the third season and then they switched to digital uh, video for season four. and then he even gave percentages which I won't go into. But basically, there was a an increasing uh, number of uh, of uh, special effects composited on video, which leads uh, over time, which leads to the problems with the transfers.
0: Yeah, they have to redo everything, which they did beautifully for next gen. So I really hope they do Voyager. I love Voyager. They recomposited.
1: And I'll have to see what they do, what I feel about DS9 after I watch it. Yeah. Okay, so here are all the things. We put out questions to, to lawyers about Measure of Man. Everybody had legal perspectives, they were citing stuff. I tried to whittle it down as much as I could, Matt. Uh, Mike Joseph wrote I am a lawyer and made some notes about the Federation's kangaroo courts. To start, if Maddox wanted to prove... By the that way, t-
0: that's exactly how uh, Tracy Morgan's Star Jones impression goes. What's... What? I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll say whatever he wants to say. As, <laughs> as Star Jones. Fair On enough. The View, when they would do that on <laughs> <laughs> um, To start,
1: if Maddox wants to... <coughs> Excuse me. It's been a long day, guys. Uh, if Maddox wants to prove... Maddox. Maddox wants to prove that data is not a sentient being then the last thing he should do is commence a legal proceeding against him directly which I thought was very interesting if your point is that data isn't a sentient being are you turning me down
0: yeah you're peeking.
1: then it would I'll stop I'll speak quieter. okay then it would be like Matt suing his Apple Watch for distracting him during the excellent adventure recordings. That's true. I should sue that fucking watch. Is it not uh, making you happy? Did I forget to mention that I'm an egghead
0: too? You did. You did with your words.
1: If Maddox was smart, spoiler warning, he isn't. Then he should court, uh, Marsh, uh, court martial Picard for refusing to order, uh, refusing the order to surrender data to him. Picard is, hands down, the worst lawyer ever for this case. He yells at the judge constantly, badgers witnesses, and appears to never bother to look anything up or ask Data who would presumably download the uh, Federation's version of LexisNexis. The second is this nonsense kangaroo court started. Why wouldn't you just let Data represent himself? He'd have a field day with all these dummies. Now, I understand that the Federation's legal systems would not be well developed, given that it is a utopia free of all conflict, and that the pre-Federation legal system collapsed, as shown in the cue scenes and Encounter at Farpoint. But this legal system seems to be completely bonkers. It's unclear what the burden of proof is and right. who has to meet it. As far as I can tell, the Federation uh, can subject anyone to death if he or she is unable to prove that they are sentient on demand of some arbitrary judge. What happens if you fall asleep or, God forbid, are in a coma and have only Dr. Crusher to help?
0: Very truly yours, Mike. Thank you, Mike, for mostly agreeing with me.
1: Uh, what? No. He, well, never mind. Uh, Neil Christian then followed up, as an officer in the JAG of Starfleet, uh, would not be able to settle this matter fully, as clearly on such a massive issue as uh definition of sentient life versus property would end up at the Supreme Court, perhaps litigated fully through civilian courts. And then he had a, f- uh, a link on the Federation Supreme Court at memory Alpha, mm-hmm. the threat of summary judgment does not make sense. This is used where one party refuses to take part in the proceedings. In this case, it was the claimant. So, if no advocate could be found for the proceeding, it would mean a summary judgment in favor of the respondent, i.e., Data Riker. Obviously, could be court-martialed for failure to fulfill his duty as Starfleet. Everybody's trying to court-martial everybody <laughs> this thing except Data. Yeah. What has happened uh, is another point. What has happened, right? to a fair trial what has happened I guess he meant to right to a fair trial in, in Starfleet adequate time for the defense to prepare its case right to select counsel what exact qualifications do starship captains uh, slash officers have to con- conduct legal proceedings um, and then lastly nothing Picard shows about data could not be countered by the um, suggestion that they are just elements of programming to mimic human behavior. This was a point I had. Mm. Finally, read the slavery issue. If data is not sentient, uh, that a race of, uh, then a race of android would be no more slaves than the various computer systems and ships and shuttlecraft. And he does say uh, a more interesting take on the issue of AI sentience might involve the ship's computer-developing personality and self-awareness, which I think I said in the show, refusing to comply with a dangerous order. It happens. And it happens, was I thought what you said. At Comrade Daybed uh, tweeted at us uh, in response to the some of, some of the negative thoughts about Picard. I think the point of Picard's argument, I think you did say something akin to this, Matt, is mm-hmm. that even if data is even in even the smallest degree human, then the Federation will be greenlining a program which will lead to sla- slavery, and that's against Federation law. Right. Um, I, then Valère writes us, I always interpret, or hails us, I always interpreted data as being unique because of his positronic matrix. Right. But it seems like his physical capabilities are all that is being offered by Maddox as useful. I love the episode, but I never understood why they didn't just build robots with the physical capability of data.
0: Why can't they just build human-controlled robots? Well, that's interesting. That's a, that's something I hadn't thought about. Why not just build an actual non-sentient data? Yeah. Uh,
1: it seems like Maddox's personal motivations and his life's work are more relevant than any potential gain. Um, Mike in Vancouver wrote us Data was built by Dr. Sung after he was disgraced and fled slash washed out of the Federation Mm -hmm. that sounds interesting Uh, Data was then discovered by the Federation before ultimately volunteering to join Starfleet I can't imagine a situation where Data could possibly be seen to be the property of Starfleet at best he's on loan to them from Dr. Sung his descendants or his estate or whoever interesting Lay's claim to them would have the legal right to argue. They own him if anyone does, which I thought was really important or, or interesting. Um, and then Kitty says, I agree with the cinnamon roll about the evidence being a bit too emotional. There seems to have been a lot of good uh, a good deal of speculation initially in this case. And while I love data, I'm not sure that the evidence presented was enough. Love the podcast is always Kitty. Do you know what cinnamon roll <laughs> means, Matthew?
0: No. What is it? What is the context again?
1: I agree with the cinnamon roll about the evidence being a bit too emotional. He, she's talking about me. <laughs> I'm no. the cinnamon roll. No,
0: man. I mean, it's a. you are what you eat, they say, right? She says,
1: and then I looked it up in our Urban Dictionary. A cinnamon roll is a character that is very kind and sweet, but faces more hardship and suffering than they truly deserve. <laughs> Comes from the usage of an, onion, an article headlined from The Onion titled, Beautiful Cinnamon Roll Too Good for This World. <laughs> Um, that might be you buddy (laughs) (laughs) I looked at it for like five minutes bro I was like wait a minute I'm the cinnamon roll (laughs) Um, uh, okay and then Trek Barnes uh, avid listener uh, and he also makes the point yes my real name my parents may have been fans so his name is actually Trek Barnes um, who I believe uh, if I remember the tweets correctly. Was struggling through Irma this week and was evacuated in Florida. So, godspeed for you to your track.
0: I hope you're available for uh, more listening. I hope everything's okay. You're just concerned about losing a listener, Matt? No, I want them to be well. Uh, so well, in fact, that they could just go back to their normal routine of listening to podcasts.
1: Me too. He said he was listening to us while he was being evacuated.
0: It doesn't have to be this fucking podcast, Andy. You're so selfish. You're, well, s- you're the opposite uh, of a cinnamon roll uh, right you're now. Turning me, turn this on me. Yeah, anyway, had Trent had says,
1: to. love the podcast, listen to every episode. Not sure if the Netflix version includes the deleted scene from the Blu-ray release. A lot of people wrote us about this. Oh, right. But there's one where Riker is looking up Data's blueprints and finds the off switch. I've always thought Frakes was a decent actor, but uh, in that scene, he conveys a lot just with his face. He goes from doing his duty to a grin of elation at finding the winning argument, then sober guilt as he realizes that he might have just killed his friend and was proud of it for a second, which I think sounds like a great scene. I mm. don't why they didn't keep it. All the other dead air in that episode. Ryan Brewer writes, one quick comment on Measure of Man. I think you guys failed to talk about the goodbye. <laughs> we did fail to talk about it between Data and La Forge. If Geordi's eyes worked, I think he would have been crying. It supports the theory about Geordi's Um And then on the note of the Stargazer court-martial. Yeah. Stephen Heckert says, hey guys, as far as Andy doubting that there are toasters in the 24th century, oh, this is the first thing, um, there's canonical evidence that Kirk had one in the 23rd and both O'Brien and Cisco's parents use cooking devices of some sort and Rocker has a frying pan for his scrambled kitaran eggs.
0: That's true. That is true. And the, and and the toaster does exist in Star Trek generations. When remember the toast pops up and and Kirk goes,
1: mm! "Oh yes." Points at it. That's right. What did you think of those scenes? We'll get to it eventually. Awful. Yeah. Uh, I such a
0: letdown. You so know, nice to Red see Letter Media is so wonderfully famous for their uh, Phantom Menace review that was right. famously an hour and a half long that is amazing that I right. I could do without the Mr. Plinkett um, stuff uh-huh. like the, the, the but, but I think they do a great job over there and uh, their Plinkett the Mr. Plinkett character does the review of all the Star Trek The Next Generation movies mm. and they're all you know about an hour long and they're fucking great is
1: Mr. Plinkett
0: he's like a serial killer he kinda yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it always seems a little off topic. Yeah. A lot off topic, but very every point they make, oh, all the 100%. footage they dig up, it's all great. Yeah. The stuff with the comparisons of I love Red Letter Media.
1: That's um, on the record. Of personal, of the personality types and everything from Star Wars. it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, Jesse Cousins writes this is what I was gonna talk about with the court martial. Uh court martial copying from wikipedia most navies have a standard court-martial with con- which convenes whenever a ship is lost this does not presume that the captain is suspected of wrong wrongdoing but merely that the circumstances surrounding the loss of the ship may be made part of the official record um, however matt says the loss of a ship since the a- napoleonic age of sail did result in a court-martial If you search the British Royal Navy, Articles of War from 1757 Article 10 concerns the officers of a ship enticing their subordinates to fight and that any surrender which results in the loss of a ship, whether that ship is taken as a prize or sunk, results in a court-martial to determine whether the surrender was correctly justified. This attitude has largely survived the age of sail and perhaps a less aggressive version of that attitude survived into the traditions of Starfleet. Matt. Thank you. Um... And then I have one prime corrective. Oh. Um that you know, Matt yes, Some sir. things I have all ready to go and other things uh you know. You don't. And that's okay. We're not we're all human here. You know I appreciate that, Matt.
0: You're only human. Second <laughs> <Taking> wind. win. Doo 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 doo. Uh, Sooner or later <laughs> do get your second wind
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, everybody said so many similar things It's hard for me to find this Cheat um, this Cheat changes this. Uh, <laughs>
0: So All right. Um, uh trivia fact for that the video you're only human second win the music video the star of that music video is mythbuster Adam Savage as a young teen. Really? Yeah. How did that guy become so successful? Uh what do you mean? I don't know. He just seems like he's got millions of followers and he's like everybody's Mythbusters is great and he was the one that was into pop culture. Huh. I think had Jamie been into pop culture, he would have been just as successful had he wanted it. He had a fascinating interview with Frakes that I actually want to quote
1: from, but we didn't have time because there were so many emails this week. Um, but uh, but uh, we should try and get him on the show. If anybody knows him, let him know. Um, so anyway, my point was uh, I read he's been on the Nerdist
0: a bunch. It's pretty easy to <laughs> did it. Get a did, hold did it help Nerdist? <laughs> Uh, didn't help their websites ads. No, that pay, that play when I'm trying to look at an article for a podcast. Wow, you yeah, really I'm, do really, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really on it right now. Um, uh, I read a hail from
1: Steve, the gentleman from Winterfell last week, uh, regarding Worth being a goth teenager, and then I ran it into the next uh email, which was from Alex Rojas uh saying that we should reconsider what data does and help him figure out the care cuz cuz data stands in front of Picard.
0: And so Yeah, that's true. That is true. We saw that photo last week. We talked about it. I think it was a admirable job of data. The correction is primarily that I did not
1: credit Alex and oh. Steve, being the honorable Stark that he is, wrote in to say, "Oh, I think you you gave me credit for somebody else's hell besides my own oh Andy isn't that nice of him why would
0: you do that this is crazy um I'm I'm Andy I give credit to the wrong people
4: Uh, tune in next
0: week for my other podcast Andy gives credit to the right people (laughs) All right. (laughs) I gotta start every podcast by giving credit to the wrong people We're done with this. No, we're not. <laughs> <is> my <laughs> I'm my Oh of Andy! I don't.
1: I don't sound like
0: that. I'm Andy Secunda. I don't sound like that. At Hi, all. everybody. Well, I'm Andy Secunda. That's just not fair. I I live with my cat
1: Omar. Well, that's true, but it's not. i well, are saying it. In how could I? Way. How could I be saying it if
0: I wasn't really you? Well, because uh, you're a liar. Sometimes I eat ice cream. That keeps me company. <laughs> That's 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 true. I'm sorry, that was rude.
1: Uh, that sadly was the most accurate part. <laughs> uh, I will I will often talk to my ice cream. <laughs> well, say oh, ice here cream. we are
0: again, ice cream. <laughs> I love you the most. <laughs> uh, oh wow, the healing frequencies are closed. We're ready to jump in, aren't we? We sure are. Okay, here we are. We're talking about the dolphin. That's how you say it? That is the pronunciation of the Dauphin, as I had always called it my entire life.
1: Oh, good to know. At
0: least according to Larry Nemachek, Start date is four two five six eight point eight, and this aired February twentieth, nineteen eighty nine.
1: Andy, what was going on? Well, for the first third, third, third. for the first day week, for the first day week. Straight Up by Paul Abdul led the U.S. Pop Chart. See, I knew my impression was good. Listen to it. <laughs> it really it. was more accurate than I thought. <laughs> and in the UK, Something's Got a Hold of My Heart by Mark Almond featuring Gene Pitney with Still
0: on Top. You know what? What's it called? Something's Got a Hold of My Heart?
1: Uh, no, a Straight Up is still.
0: No, I want to hear oh, you, it you because hear we've heard one? Straight Up. I feel like we might have played.
1: No, maybe we played a different one for Gene Pitney. Something's Got a Hold of My Heart. Okay. Something's by Mark Got almond
0: a hold of my heart i'm gonna take a look here and see if the itunes has it okay uh dean Kuntz's. should i keep reading or should i wait for
1: you to give the proper background now, all i'm it?
0: finding is a song called something's got a hold of me mm, look up mark almond uh go ahead keep going
1: um Kuntz's, uh, dean Kuntz's midnight was still a bestseller and the Oh, the Burbs debuted at number one at the box office. I I can't believe that was ever number one. That's an enjoyable, weird Joe Dante film, but I wouldn't have thought it was number one. The funeral service of Japanese Emperor Hirohito was held. Over 160 heads of state attended, including the freshly minted President George H.W. Bush. Um, Mike Tyson recorded his 36th WBA match win. Um, defeating English boxer Frank Bruno. Frankie Bruno. Uh, at the Las Vegas Hilton Met,
0: home of. The Star Trek Experience Correct. in Quark's Bar.
4: My heart. Is this my a lady or
0: a man? This is Gene Pitney. Oh. So, this is the original. Uh huh. And here's the very popular
3: 1988
0: version, which we'll hear after this ad, which is playing in five, four, three, two, and let's just hear how fucking weird England can be sometimes. an anglophile sometimes i'm ashamed of my love
4: <laughs>
1: you know you know what this sounds like this sounds like a song in the
0: middle of a here he comes out the original gene pitney pops out should be getting more applause but he's not getting any applause is this live yeah maybe they're all
1: stunned This
0: was number
3: one.
0: This is like um, I always have to remember that it's the size of California, and a lot of weird things happen in <laughs> California. <laughs> uh,
1: the vibe of that song is the uh, is like a in a John Woo film. Oh, old sure, style Hong Kong film. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chow Yun Fat is is just at home doing some weird somber thing before he goes and kills a bunch of people,
0: or. I could see that playing, like I could see the band in Kill Bill playing it. That's
1: also accurate. Do you know what I mean? Time magazine's cover featured a uniformed Marine in shadow uh, with a captain betrayal following an excerpt from Moscow Station detailing the 1987 KGB spy scandal. And that's Mm -hmm. it for Mm -hmm. this
0: day in Trek. Well, I'm glad we got the whole Russian spy thing under control. Yeah. Here we are, guys. It is measure of a man's following episode, the (laughs) Dauphin. Uh, Diplomatic mission provides the setting for Wesley's first romance when the ship must ferry home a princess and her overprotective guardian. Oh, and should you watch this one? Uh, If you enjoy the bad episodes, go for it. Maybe if you're a big fan of Wes, watch it. Yeah, sure. We'll do some good stuff in here. As Troy worries that the two passengers are not what they seem, Wesley seeks advice on how to handle his emotions. Meanwhile, the princess's guardian, Anya, grows irrational at a, any hint of danger to Celia. When Anya transforms herself into a dangerously violent creature to challenge Worf, Dr. Pulaski realizes that Salia's people are actually Elasomorphs, or shape changers. To avoid a fight, Picard orders Wesley to stay away from Salia, but Wesley cannot, and their meetings continue until Anya discovers them. When Celia matches Anya's transformations with one of her own, Wesley is stunned, and he deserts her. Wes at first rebuffs Celia's apologies for having deceived him, but we finally, he, he finally overcomes his pride and brings her a peace offering, another bowl of chocolate mousse they once enjoyed together. <laughs> that's, your, that's your description. Yeah, he
1: did it. From Larry Nemechek. Uh
0: Larry... What's going on here? Seen <laughs> only briefly here, Madchen Amick, Hubbard's runner up for the role of Celia. Oh, uh, really? Uh yeah. oh, they should have gone with Madchen Amick. I mean, this girl is fine, but uh Well, she is the one in the
1: that I know, that I was talking you know, this, about. I know that's she, You you never watched Twin Peaks, right? We already no. established that. She's a major part of Twin Peaks.
0: Uh, well, she would go on to much more exposure as Twin Leo Peaks. Johnson's unfortunate wife, Shelley, Shelley on Twin Peaks. I know. The folks at the post group, here's the, here's the killer, right? Okay. The folks at the post group stayed extra busy with the Dauphin, adding a seventh 24-hour day to their week to create the shape transformations. <laughs> Amazing. And the world, the young couple visit on the holodeck. Two of the 10 shots required for the Rosio 5 asteroid ring required over 110 layers each. Jesus. While some 25 steps were needed for each of the Alasomorph's seven transformations, still, Rob Bowman thought the monster outfits looked cheap and reduced their screen time as much as possible. Well, I don't disagree with Rob. An down. usual touch Bowman. seen in West Crusher's quarters, just as Anya resumes her shape, you can see on the shelf behind her... Uh, you see on the shelf behind her a display cube with an old-style Kirk-era phaser and communicator. Oh, cool. So that is a bit of trivia. Um, the other
1: thing I read about the effects on it uh, is um, that it was actual animation, that it was hand-drawn animation or the transformation. Wow. Which is crazy.
0: Here we go. Okay.
2: Sir, we are approaching Claudia Three. Thanks to impulse power.
5: Hi, sir. Impulse
0: power. Oh, good old impulse power! <laughs> what an exciting way to start an episode. <laughs> I mean, I'm already gripped. I can't. Uh, my like, well, the possibilities are limitless of where this episode could go. They're going slowly somewhere. And then we get something I usually enjoy, which is a bit of normal maintenance.
2: Uh-huh. This is engineering. Yes, Lieutenant. Now that we're out of warp, I'd like to use this time to make some routine adjustments on the deuterium control conduit. We're overdue. How much time will these adjustments require, Lieutenant? A couple of hours, sir. Proceed, Lieutenant LaForge. Standard orbitance.
0: How many times can we say lieutenant on one page? The answer is four.
1: Who is, by the way, the hot number at uh, Helm?
0: Data, usually.
1: It's not not oh, today. The it's Helm. Not. it's Ensign usually. Ensign Gibson, and I'm not sure if we ever see her again, but uh, I was sure that she would play in somewhere, and she does not.
0: And he's sad that we don't get to see Ensign Gibson again. All my favorite female characters disappear on the show. Well, stop growing attached. That's how you should use That's online dating is. as well. well my friend.
1: <laughs> something I have not learned. Model 3 from ship stores I can handle that right away. All right.
0: So Wes is chilling in engineering. And uh, they arrive at a planet that looks very desolate. Yeah. Uh, and they beam up two uh,
1: people. And by the way, has there ever been in the history of Star Trek... Yeah a message that does not start out garbled and they have to do something
0: yes quite frequently seems uh, seems like that's ve- very frequent i like the way data sits at the captain's chair it's very uh, quick happens at about two minutes 13 seconds into the show uh-huh. uh but he sits down like a fuck it like he owns the joint uh-huh. and he starts punching numbers into the captain's console sure so fast which is something you never see picard use you never see patrick stewart use those buttons yeah but data brent spiner sits in that chair and just starts hammering away like to me it's like fuck it i'll sit in this chair but i'll also do my operations shit from here yeah why not i mean it's data you can do anything
2: Welcome to the Enterprise.
0: I'm Captain Picard.
3: This is Savia of Dalit 4.
5: I didn't feel a thing. Is that normal when one is transported, Captain?
0: This seems like a role they wrote for Maggie Smith. <laughs> I would love to see Maggie Smith in that part. You know what I mean? <laughs> um,
1: but uh, I, I will say, really great work by that actress. Well, look up right now. But. Um, I thought she was great. She was scary. You were on her side. You made she, everything she did made sense. I think she was one of the better characters. Mm. That's
0: true. You never really felt like she was threatening to the crew. No, you but always she was, felt like she was protective. She felt like what a mama bear would be, which is uh, if if we mess with that. Do you think that's where it came from, mama bear? Yeah. Do you think they said that phrase in the writers room and they're like, "What if we had bears? Very hairy bears." <laughs> That's where the design of that the could appear came from. as humans <laughs> could be. Yes, of course.
2: I could arrange for a tour of the ship if you'd like.
3: Oh, I'd love that. No, that will not be necessary. Just show us to our quarters, Captain Picard.
1: She sounds like she does voice work, right? She did. I was just noticing she was well known as a voice actress uh, in *The Little Mermaid*. Um, Ursula is she Ursula? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, here's a here's an interesting one. She was also in Ghostbusters, the voice of Gozer. Gozer uh, the Gozer? Gozer the
0: protector.
1: Gozerian. No, she's the protector now. Oh well, now she's a protector. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, her other film appearances were in Corvette Summer. Oh, with nice my, with uh, Mark Hamill. Halloween 3, she was in To Be or Not To Be, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, Really? Stewardess School. Very funny. It was very broad, but uh, I liked it as a youth. And she was in Night Court as Bull Shannon's mother.
0: Oh, that also makes
1: sense. She died of respiratory failure in Encino, California in 1999, just to bring everybody down and
0: remember the mortality that awaits us all. Yes, uh, we are very fortunate to have all of our cast members with us. Oh, yeah. Especially considering the show premiered 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, and everybody looks like a million bucks.
0: Who aged the worst? I think they all aged like <laughs> no one. Age, no yeah. one you look at and go, "What?" Michael happened? Michael
1: Dorn. If anything is more handsome, I guess mean, it's hard to remember because he had his worst well, stuff before. Dorn's but a
0: fucking vegan machine. Like he's like Do I have to
1: become a vegan? I'm going to be a so, wreck
0: when I'm older, aren't I? He's so like. I mean, we had him on. Not that many years ago Like four years ago he was on the podcast And he just looked like I remember like Jonah being like What do I do what? So, I, so you're a vegan And how do I What do you eat And like he's like trying to figure out how to preserve his body like that Sure It's crazy And Lavar still looks Grace. amazing That's a superconducting magnet isn't it I'd say the person who's aged the worst is Will because he grew that beard, and it's a little shaggy right now.
1: Yes. That's an SCM model. Well, he just aged. How did the, you know that? He aged the clearest That's because the he was last a child. Fifteen years. It's all I
3: like this Silia, Walk ahead with me.
5: Better be careful. Those can rip the iron right out of your blood cells.
0: That's to establish that she knows a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And Worf, and Warf, I was gonna say Warf is clearly smitten. Uh, <laughs> Wesley's for the first time we see Wesley super smitten, uh-huh. and he's in his quarters by himself. Now he used to share his quarters with his mother, so now he has his own quarters. I wonder if he stayed in those quarters because, like, those are the quarters given to the chief of chief medical officer.
1: I never thought about that. He was a teenager living in quarters with his mother
0: that's crazy he was like 13 wasn't he He had to do homework in the first season he wasn't 13 wasn't he at least 15 or 16 he was very young
1: i wonder come in
2: you wanted to see me
5: yes data
2: the girl who came on board salia of Dalit four who is she little is known she was born on dalad four her parents were from opposite sides in a civil war which has lasted for centuries. They both died shortly after her birth. A Federation
1: ship brought her and her governess to claudia III so that she could be raised in a neutral environment. And now she's returning. <laughs> it is hoped she will unite the factions and bring peace.
3: Instant Crusher, report. Are you all right,
0: Jordy? This is. Yeah, I'm fine. The I just. No ever We're waiting
2: for that magnet.
0: Which what I'm on my way. That he would literally forget the giant superconducting magnet he was holding that had to go to engineering. That it's so out of character for yeah. Wesley. hundred yeah. percent. Like I get like when your hormones get going and you're I That's love, how in love he was. I love the scenes in Ten Forward in this episode. Yeah, they're pretty fun. I really Whoopy Goldberg's really firing sh- on all cylinders I in I mean, this episode. And, uh, she how many Academy Awards did she have? Just one? Because she should have like nine. Well, she's got an EGOT, that. right? Uh, is that a triple She's got the or... Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, and the Tony.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Is that. Do you have to get them consecutively or just at some point? <laughs> you don't have to get them in order. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, don't mean cons- I don't mean in order. I mean whatever it doesn't matter like in the same span of time but what's the span do you think i guess it would be a year if it doesn't make any sense nobody would do this so how
0: would that happen just back (laughs) i I just want to know like what what career what career what career do you think that would be (laughs) all right i mean i guess like if lin-manuel had like yes had like, like yeah
1: you go from one hot streak onto another hot streak oscar
0: like, emmy tony so here's what he like would have to have dean done martin so here's what he would have to have done that dean year. dean martin yeah no but he could have done it limel could have done it the year that you know the hamilton soundtrack probably won the grammy right i'm not i'm just sure. guessing yeah tony, well he
1: came up he came up with like a mixed version of the hamilton soundtrack, yeah so, so
0: tony yeah sure yeah Emmy. Emmy. Not Emmy. Uh, so he would have to have recorded for WGBH or like some PBS station kay. a production of Hamilton. Right. Which would have earned him uh-huh. the Emmy. Okay. Uh, and the Oscar, I feel like the Oscar's coming with one of these Mary Poppins songs he's sure. going to be writing for so the new movie. He's probably going to get it. I mean, he's probably going to get the EGOT. Yeah.
1: Uh, what do you know? What deuterium.
0: Yes, deuterium's Control fuel conduits are. That's the fuel in the Enterprise. So there's a huge tank in the middle of the ship. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know the you know the portion of the star drive that that sort of bulbous portion where engineering is sure. in the, when you're looking at the exterior of the Enterprise, mm-hmm. in there, uh, it's about four decks tall. Yeah, There are three or four decks tall, and very wide, and it is a tank that is full of deuterium. Uh And the deuterium is the fuel that the warp core uses. Interesting. That is for you, Andy. I asked the question and I got an answer to my question. And that was without having to look anything up. It was impressive. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to announce that I am the greatest Star Trek fan that's ever lived. (laughs) i'm just kidding <laughs> someone's gonna be someone's, gonna be someone's gonna be someone's gonna be like Someone's yeah. gonna be like actually the deuterium tanks three decks or something <laughs> Some, something like that i'm sure you spatted out a lot of information there. uh the acronym egot and i am the shoddiest star trek fan of all time so let me tell you who has won an egot okay there aren't that many people andy uh-huh <clears throat> ready
1: you guys are off topic. I just want you to stay on the topic. I mean, why don't you just stay on Star Trek? Mel Brooks, that's my voice. Egot. Oh, really? Mike Nichols makes sense. These are theater guys. Egot, and he got the Emmy probably for um, for um, um, Mel Elaine May and uh, Nichols oh, Nichols, and Nichols and May, and May. Sure, the album. One of their. Well, albums. that would probably be the Grammy.
0: The Emmy is for television. I'm saying the Grammy, yeah. Sorry. Oh. Andy, you know the thing you've been nominated for? It was for television, <laughs> not for your recording work, <laughs> obviously. Uh, so, Audrey Hepburn. Hmm. And, by the way, the shortest time span ever to complete an EGOT? Yes, that was. Ten years. Oh, okay. So, And it was Robert Lopez, the composer. Huh. Uh, by the way Whoopi Goldberg Completed her EGOT In 2002 The longest time span Helen Hayes 45 years Huh What was the last piece of it? The 1977 Grammy Award Started with her 1932 Oscar Do you think I'll ever get an EGOT Matt? Andy I can say with confidence No <laughs> I
1: wondered where you would land that one.
0: Great confidence. No. Mostly the Tony. It's mostly the Tony. A million dollars that I do win an EGOT before
1: I die.
0: Oh. (laughs) I wonder who's closest to the EGOT right now. It's got to be Lin-Manuel Miranda, right? Based on the amount of cake and ice cream, we can tell you which one of us is closer to death. That's for you. (laughs) What? What? Two That's hemispheres very, have very developed a disparate <laughs> to cultures, today.
2: which is a major cause of most wars. This child is supposed to bring them together. She seems too delicate for such a task. Do not be fooled by her looks. The body is
0: just a shell. Hi, I'm Worf. How can I believe I'm a here for foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> The things I say. Okay, so now hint at things to come. So now we're we're uh, we're all curious. Troy has said her piece, uh, which uh-huh. is that she doesn't think she somehow, from that chair, has sensed the two new people that beamed on board the ship. Right? She's now sensed their emotions. Uh-huh. How she's keeping track of twelve hundred emotions is amazing. She's really talented. She really is. To to like side note. Yeah. Um.
1: Wesley doesn't come to her for information on no, the girl.
0: No, I think had this episode been written a season later, it totally would have been her. Um,
1: and then the second thing I want to say before we get too far away from it, even though we're already far enough,
0: is... Four minutes in. In Measure of a Man... Um, oh, we are far away from that. Yes, In Measure of a
1: Man. How come uh, Troy wasn't uh, brought into the fold also? She probably sent some emotions from data but i guess that's uh, the big question is does she sense data does she sense the data i feel like they addressed that at some point they go back and forth they say yeah, they sense in graves don't. is in yeah is in his body they sense it but it's like well if it's all digital then why would they sense it then somebody wrote wrote about it in a hail but uh, you know what that hail it didn't uh, it didn't convince
0: me so sorry And no, he's not sorry i'm a little sorry he's andy i'm not sorry i'm andy Oh, what
1: do you think about my people? for
0: me today Okay, so this is, this is the scene that confuses the fuck out of me Because there's this rando girl In this Quarters
1: Maybe it really is Shelley from Twin Peaks It's so a flash forward Or back
5: You will leave because you are accepted by both sides And because it is in your blood What is expected of me once I'm there? You will know How? You just will Celia, you must arrive with an open mind by the way,
0: Shelley from Twin Peaks looks like um, Deborah in Baby Driver.
1: You know, I haven't seen Baby Driver yet. I apologize. They look identical to me. Can I ask you a question, just right off the bat? Sure. If you were going to be a young Wesley Crusher, you're going to fall in love with someone. Which and which one of these ladies would you be more drawn to? The one
0: that I saw. What I mean between in the quarters i haven't seen this other person
1: no i'm saying between He's, these
0: two girls on the screen you're looking at well he had didn't have the choice he loved it first sighted i'm not with saying, Celia. all right matt i matt, think what you're asking me is a question that doesn't need to be answered by me matt
1: why are you avoiding this question does it i mean we're not here to
0: talk about how hot these young
1: girls are. i'm not saying hot i'm just saying one was would have been better cast for the part Also, I believe that Matt looks more exotic and therefore suggests what she's going to become a little bit more.
0: I think that Celia, the woman that plays Celia, I think she does a great job of being like a... She's definitely good at playing a flirt.
1: Matt is deciding whether I said something offensive or not.
0: No, I was just listening. I think I hear something with the deuterium conduits. Yeah, I'm going to go check that out in engineering.
5: (laughs) Conceived ideas of the worlds you will find or the people on either side. It's very frustrating. You feel the weight of so much responsibility. You're not sure you live up to everyone's expectations. It's not only that. whimsical music is I want.
0: by the way so here's and the problem she- this girl comes out of nowhere yeah and and there's no established even post this moment of the script or uh, of the episode there's no established thing that that Anya can transform into another human form no
1: and I'll tell you this also. I thought, well, maybe we can
0: get to it, but I... Nah, fuck it. Who cares? We've told everyone what this episode is. Hopefully they're listening, having listened to it or not caring, that we're going to ruin an episode that has no plot.
1: All right.
0: Later in the episode... um
1: uh, before she leaves, Celia uh, uh, goes into Wesley's quarters, and they, they there's a bunch
0: right. of stuff. Right, you that totally think to you. it's her. You think it's so you uh, thought, you you thought it's, it's Anya. Too.
1: It seems like it would be such a cooler thing. Also, the, her attitude shifts. It's, it's such She's an attitude much shift more that it's like, well, weirdly why are you... aggressive and yeah? And and then she she kisses him, and I thought, oh, it'd be so great. If then Anya transforms into the creature and it's like, aha, I've proven that your intentions were dishonorable or something like that. Yeah. Or and transforms then, into Anya. Or then another Salia comes in. It would just have been cool.
0: Probably would have been four more seven 24-hour days of work or whatever. I guess that's true. He the, the way they've written this bumbling boy in love. Uh-huh. Does not fit this character at all to me.
1: Warning. Resonant field applied. What is it? What happened? Uh, nothing. I had it on the wrong setting.
0: <sighs> Pretty dangerous to be fucking with tools next to the warp core. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Almost. As if he was doing it Intentionally.
0: So do you think that he's fallen in love with some other creature? Oh, no, that's, that's Geordie that loves machines. Could be. Wesley is just a sociopath.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think Wesley actually is uh, distracted, because uh, not because he's fallen in love, but he's discovered the ultimate weapon in this transforming creature. Oh. And he wants to bend to his heel.
3: erupting with hormones. Happens to all of us. Just because more? I said uh, that I think she's interesting. Geordie. You said she was perfect.
0: It happens that Jordy wants a season.
2: Uh-uh. Come on down. You're no use around here for now. Come on down from there. Go talk to her. Use the ladder.
1: <laughs> what what is use the ladder? What is that moment for? <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> and he slides down it. Is it just so he could slide down it like Kirk and no, too? I,
0: I, I feel like the writer of this episode had a very like or maybe it was like the script coordinator, who was like, "Well, why isn't he using the elevator?" <laughs> it was another stupid on-set discussion. Was, well, he well, shouldn't he use the elevator. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but we if we can't. if we're gonna power the elevator up, we got to get a grip in. Can he just come? And down? he's not here right now. He's off working on Cheers. So if we, I mean, just get him down the elevator. Well, we have to explain why he's not using the elevator because we see the elevator later in the episode. These are the kinds of conversations
1: that will happen on set, and if you're the writer on set. Or even the showrunner, your brain is so fried that you're just like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Even though you know in your head it's going to cause an editing problem later. this
0: was a tape cut. This could have come out. It definitely could have. You could have just had him come out. Sorry, not a tape cut. An actual film cut. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A splice cut.
1: That's silly, Jordy.
0: But. (laughs) That's such a hilarious ADR line. (laughs) Uh, Please. Someone make a GIF for me of Wesley sliding down the elevator, (laughs) the ladder, sorry, uh, turning 180 degrees and saying, that's silly, Jordy. (laughs) Someone please make that GIF. You will be forever in my heart.
5: Since you recommended it, how should I approach her? If she'll talk
3: to me, what should I say? Just say, hi, I'm Wesley Crusher. I'd like to talk to you. And then
2: what? Whatever occurs to you. Oh, well, what if nothing occurs
1: to me? Oh, Wes, I don't have time for this. Is it in? Is, here's why that dude. Here's why. Has Geordie ever been this
0: pissed off, even in high pressure situations? No, I think Geordie is just like really annoyed that they've written a love story for this young actor, and uh-huh. they still have yet to write one for Geordie LaForge. Right. It's Lavar. It's Lavar coming through in the park.
1: You know, maybe it's that he's angry that Wes is. Um, is uh, doing
0: damage to his true love, the warp core, it could be while he's thinking that about would some That support girl. your theory, for sure. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I've just figured out why this is happening. Kay. And I don't know. You probably have the script over there. But mm-hmm. I feel like they just were like, um, they, I feel like they wrote it like this. Kay. Jordy says, look, Wes, I don't have time for this. Takes one more step up the ladder. Uh-huh. Then replies again that's why he's not using the elevator because it was written with him walking up the ladder and then they were like, let's establish the ladder by having Jordy say to Wesley, let's use the ladder. Right. That's what I think happened. Well, I can tell
1: you the You're gonna word have to ask ladder somebody else. is not in the script. Okay.
0: Oh, that was a director choice then. So let me see if I can find oh. it. What do you think of that? Uh, it's hilariously weird. <laughs> I also like how no one on the bridge is reacting to it. Well, I also, it's interesting they
1: said it on the bridge. Like, yeah, I gotta go talk to Worf about my this lady. I'm gonna go to the central point of all activity on the ship in front of everyone else, and then Worf is unselfconscious enough to actually display it in front of everyone else, and then I realize the reason for that is that then he can turn to data and have the other conversation and they don't have to set it up another room they probably shot a bunch of stuff on one day that's always the set Klingon up in the lures a mate are
5: you telling me to go yell at Celia?
2: no men do not roar women roar and they hurl heavy objects and claw at you what does the man do? He reads love poetry. He ducks a lot.
4: Orf
5: it sounds like it works great for the Klingons, but I think I need to try something a little less dangerous. Go to her door. Beg like a human.
1: I like that line. I found the, uh, at least partial answer to your question. Um, first of all, there's a lot of it, she's go, he's going much farther with his mistakes in that engineering scene uh, where Wesley turns a dial on the probe and a green stem of light appears. He touches it so that the blade of light penetrates conduit. Computer voice, warning, resonant field applied, warning. And oh, I had it on the wrong setting, says Wesley. Um, and then they start talking about the girl um, and a lot of the dialogue is the same. And then he says, go, you're no use here for now. Go talk to her. Take the lift. huh also uh earlier jordy uh i mean wesley almost falls off um wesley haven't you found the defocused area yet wesley snaps out of his daydream wesley i'm looking angle to include jordy who is now leaning over the catwalk staring down at wesley i see the way you're looking wesley whirls and drops his instrument the instrument bounces oh no! I'm almost falling off the catwalk i thought it was wesley sorry
0: my mind, on big something. difference. Yes, you have your mind on something else, huh? Yeah, should be that my simple, Leslie.
1: Judging by her appearance, it is likely you and Salia are biologically compatible. Of course, there could be a difference in the histocompatibility complex of the cell membrane, but data,
5: I want to meet her, not dissect her.
0: You sure you don't want to break her open, Wesley? High five oh, from a crew member snap. we've never seen. <laughs> and he puts on 80 sunglasses. <laughs> Does the moon walk out?
2: Picard, to Cilia's quarters.
0: Yes, Captain. I feel like it's weird that Wesley didn't address Captain Picard as they were walking in and out of the it was so turbo weird. lift. There's a lot of weird... Was this Rob Bowman? Like, to just say... Maybe just to say, Captain, Wesley... Yeah, or or doesn't don't you salute the captain when you pass him? Well, you know what they never us? do on this and, and I, I'll tell you what. I hope they do it in Star Trek Discovery. Uh-huh. I like a little captain on the bridge action. Yeah. I like a little someone yelling captain on the bridge.
1: I guess they did away with that. Rarely a lot of this happens
0: stuff, huh? in Star Trek anymore, but it's also it is a waste of time to have that moment when you're doing drama. Yeah. To have the formality. I guess that's true Like, it'd be. Could you imagine every time he comes on the bridge for some crazy, like, intense, quick cut scene? Like, he's out of his ready room, heads onto the bridge. Hail the whatevers. Like, if we had to waste a second to go, Captain on the bridge, everyone stands.
1: (laughs) It would be intense. All right. I guess it makes sense. I have it.
2: May I activate the view screen? Hurry,
1: go, go. What do they do A small version of the animal I don't know
2: (laughs) We've invited Anya To take a tour of the ship Maybe you would like to join her
1: Very much
2: Your escort will be with you shortly Picard out
5: I think I'll go on the tour (laughs) Why can't I
0: Tiny bear Tiny bear This is the
5: only chance I'll ever have To see a vessel like this
0: Tiny bear no. Kind of look like Daggett. You must from, remain uh, here where it is safe. Battlestar Galactica. So then we see that it's Anya. Yes. But it still leaves me with the gaping hole of my question. Where's the, what, where'd the other girl go? Right. All right. Anyway, here's my favorite scene.
1: They just introduce her, Ensign Gibson at the con, and they don't say anything about her. Okay. It says data is at ops, wharf is a tactical, and Ensign Gibson is at the con, but I don't think we've seen her before. Mm-hmm. Just saying. It's weird. Who wrote the episode? Um Ensign Gibson.
0: Makes sense. Um who wrote She's the tried episode? Try to get a character payment Scott for Scott Rubenstein and Leonard Mladenow. They were trying to get a character payment for Gibson. <laughs> I see. They both went down to casting. They cast someone who was very striking and would appeal to Andy. Uh-huh. And <laughs> uh, they remembered the show. And they thought, for sure, she'd be back. <laughs> most important, you may want to start with something like this. You are the most beautiful
2: woman in the galaxy. But that might not work. Yes. Yes, it would.
0: I love this. I
2: don't know how long I've wanted to tell you that. But you're afraid. Yes. Of me? Of us, of what we might become. Commander? Or well, that you might think that was a lie. Maybe I do think it's a lie. And you think I'm not sincere?
3: I didn't say that. There's nothing wrong with the line. It's like a
2: knock at the door. Then you're inviting me in. I'm not sending you away. That's more than I expected. Is it as much as you hoped? To hope is to recognize the possibility. I had only dreams. Dreams can be dangerous. Not these dreams. I dream of a galaxy where your eyes are the stars this has got
0: to be page and the, and the universe half. worships the night yeah. It's
1: page and a half bit Careful
2: Putting me on a pedestal so high you may not be able to reach me Then I'll learn how to fly You are the heart in my day and the soul in my night I don't think this is my style
3: Shut up kid Tell me more about my eyes
1: I think they should have written more comedy this is for her
0: to the show. One hundred percent, Guinan and Riker got it on after Wesley left. <laughs> <laughs> they're both so like they're both like such like beings that like of sensuality. Riker's or... such a sexual being uh-huh. that he 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 just can't be stopped once he gets into the mode. Sure, and you know Guinan, you know being seven hundred years old, yeah, she's probably like. She probably she knows every sex trick in the book. It's like, well, I gotta, I gotta see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> <laughs> and they lose themselves in a in a pile of chocolate moose.
2: <laughs> These theories are very interesting because he's really
0: smart. Too well, that, that really yeah. so coming out of your computer? Yes, too loud. Sorry. Ah, Our chief engineer Jody Laforge.
3: What is that? What are you doing?
1: Nothing to be concerned about. Just performing some routine adjustments.
3: I wasn't aware that the deuterium control conduit required routine adjustments.
0: She's using the lift. I
1: wonder what the deal was with lift. Maybe it stopped working. But then just take that line out. It's so weird.
3: I
0: perform periodic inspections on all engineering systems.
3: In this case, you seem to have found a malfunction.
0: <laughs> it's not a malfunction. It's simply that a minute defocused area is developed. Lowers our operating efficiency.
3: It could also lead to excess pion production. Our computer would detect that. Unless, of course, it too is malfunctioning.
2: Look, I really have to get this finished. Anya, please come with me.
0: All right, so oh, I think we should jump into the sick bay of it all. Sure. Are
1: you getting all of her flirting? It's really some hilarious scenes. A uh, uh, Celia that is. Um, I don't have that. Why, why do you need to? I don't know. I just thought all right. the interactions with Wesley were really. Fascinating. I mean
0: she is twenty six years old in this, so it's not like super creepy, but slow your roll with Celia.
1: I I on record is liking her weird transforming friend in the in the shape of Amic instead of
0: Spencer Crusher, what can I do for you?
1: Nothing. Is there a problem? No <laughs> The security officer is Could really... you show
5: me how to work the food dispenser?
1: Sure Classic Celia ploy Really it's, it's
5: quite simple You just tell the computer what you want And it prepares it for you Oh What should I order?
1: I don't know What do you like?
5: I'd like something
1: sweet I know uh-huh.
4: Computer Thalian chocolate mousse
0: I could go for some of that I was surprised they went with that effect shot And just didn't with do, a, didn't do a bright light on their faces they And then cut back down They do do
1: that, yeah
5: wonderful sensation On Thalos 7 they age the beans 400 years You've been there? It's one of my favorite places Oh, it must be fun to visit a planet like that It's the best part of being on the Enterprise I've studied about some of them but to see them, that would be wonderful Tell me about some of the other places you've been
2: Oh, there's too many
5: The only world I've known is Claudia Three.
0: about time we change that but I'm a ball of gas wow. I mean yeah how do we change <laughs> on, that is it ever established how the ball of gas
1: is supposed to put to rest the war between these nations no I'll
3: be with you in a moment what's wrong with him andronesian encephalitis that disease is contagious
1: very unlikely. Our air filtering
3: system can but handle. But there is a chance. And I only have if you mean mathematically, one yes, mark the probability is not zero.
1: Completely mistaking how contagious a disease is.
0: And it was a pretty. It was. It could have killed all of us. But you know, <laughs> I uh, I I took over recently. Uh, previous doctor did not get along with this older guy who worked on our <laughs> staff. Um, you know what? Uh, Worf, why don't you just go leave me to be with this patient? I
3: cannot rely on your primitive technologies. Kill the patient.
0: What? It'd be funny if Worf took her side. And he, he <laughs> Worf was like... <laughs> I hadn't thought about it that way. She is right. It is for the safety of the crew. We must kill the patient. And the ship.
3: Uh. <laughs> Destroy the patient. <laughs> Immediately. Now you calm down. If you won't take action, then I will.
4: Security.
0: I f- A lot of Bantha's running around.
1: <sighs> so I wasn't alone. I feel like that was no, Andy. I'm real. The same sound. You're not by yourself. You're real. It's real. <laughs> you're,
0: getting into, you're getting into quarter to eleven uh, Myra comedy right now. The same. <laughs> the same sound that Obi Wan Kenobi makes. The same sound that Obi Wan Kenobi makes yeah. when
1: he makes the sound yeah. to
0: scare the sand people. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. I
1: think it's exactly the same sound. Well, there's only
0: one way to find out. And that's I'm the internet
1: for it. Let me see if I can find it. All right, here we go. Uh, listen to those sound effects
0: sounds pretty similar Mm, it doesn't sound quite uh, I think it's a different sound we're thinking of yeah like uh, what does a bantha sound like Uh, look it up
4: security to sick bay hurry
0: maybe it's a sand people sound by the way I love how quickly security and Captain Picard show up I would also like that's
1: it right that's what it is yes
0: it's the bampa.
1: But that's literally the same sound. It's not It similar. sounds like
0: it to me. I, th- I bet they pulled it. I wonder if anyone was a fan of Star Wars. Yeah. What? Um. Uh, <laughs> so Matt Myers' gift, re- gift, gift request. Gift request number two. Uh, I would like the shot of Pulaski calling for security and the most handsome security guard ever. Mm. strikes what I would describe as a runway pose while Patrick Stewart fumbles in.
1: Well, we all have our favorites in this show, Matt. We sure but do. I guess we found yours.
0: Uh, Andy, look at this shot before you okay. criticize my opinions on what my favorite shot is. All right. Mantha again. Sorry for the loud trumpet.
4: Security to sick bay, Hurry.
1: By the way, this creature does not use its claws at all. <laughs> yeah, that guy really does. Cut.
0: Cut. Cut. What was it? What is it? I would just... I, can we just... Okay. I'm just... Yes? All right. I need you. Uh huh. We're gonna. We're gonna. I'm ready for you, pal. What, the, whatever you need, sir. The two guys on either side are gonna pull kay. the lever, and the door's gonna open. Okay. Okay. Soon as the and door. That's when
1: I run in and I save
0: the day. No, you're not saving the day. You're one of many security people. Yes, right, you're you're but, with the captain, but it just happens. To you. Right. But no, I'm, you just. I just need you to. I'm into I, I Jackson, though. But I come in. Also, I, yeah. No reason for you to have your phaser out already. <laughs> uh He'd be we ready. just called for security ensign jackson is always ready i've oh, written a whole uh, if you could take a look at some of here. right here uh <laughs> security officer one
1: yes well
0: There's... i did uh, i did a little bit of fleshing out and uh, i just feel like uh, right uh <laughs> you know what did you see how intense i was I th- actually we think we got could it i think we got it so thank you, sure? you and uh Okay. Just ha- ha- sign, sign, sign out. I'm starting a letter writing campaign to get Ensign Jackson. I a little look bit forward more to time. it. Uh, send them all to uh, Maurice Hurley. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Did you see the other two security guys that come in? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there That's so hilarious The
1: first two It's a cadre of are like Completely like Oh, I'm, we are the biggest badasses in the world And the third guy decided to go the opposite oh, These guys already have that covered I'm going to be the guy who's a little bit startled This disease threatens first on the job.
3: Captain, there is no chance of contagion
1: guy, You
2: know, he's frozen this situation is under control
3: That's not good
2: enough Well, it will have to
3: be Your powers are infinitesimal compared to mine.
2: Yes, that may be, but you will obey my orders. You will remain in your quarters and in your present form for the rest of this voyage. Is that clear?
3: Very.
0: Keep it under guard. Aye, sir. She only yields here because she knows that he could very well turn the ship around and just drop her back and not thusly she does not get to complete her mission
1: that's a really good point I love the face-off play the face-off between her and Worf though I don't know if it's here or if it's
2: wait for me what kind of creature is she? I've never seen anything like her there is mention in the galactic zoological catalog of a species called
3: Alasimorph, which is
0: yeah yeah we get it I've read books
2: remain here You are restricted to these quarters for the remainder of this voyage.
3: You are the protector of this ship, are you not?
2: I am in charge of security.
3: You must understand my duties as well. If you confine me to this cell, I cannot protect Salia.
2: There is no need for concern. She is safe on this ship.
3: You must understand that I cannot make such an assumption.
2: You no longer have the choice.
3: You have to trust me to protect her. No. A true protector cannot have two charges. Your responsibility is to the ship. My duty is to Celia.
2: My responsibility to the ship includes protecting Celia.
3: You know I'm stronger than you. I was unprepared. You underestimated me in your sick pay. That is usually fatal. Still... You are here, confined to your room. I ceased my struggle by choice, not because of you or your captain.
0: I would have you stopped admit him. you struggled. If not me, someone else.
3: No, you cannot control me.
0: We will see. Those trumpets tell you
1: it's time for commercial. She wasn't Ursula. Although, interestingly,
0: one of well, heard... the eels. She was the eels. I so think Flotsam and Jetsam. Is uh, that what their name was? She's one of the eels. God, you know what sucks about that, Andy? What? We've already gotten the emails. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think they listen to the end of the podcast before No, then? we've gotten the emails already that said that I was wrong, that it wasn't Ursula, that it was the eels. I even think though that we do, our, we do ourselves proud that we this. correct ourselves. Well, I just know. I just know. <laughs> <laughs> and and i hope you're all listening to this now and you feel pretty dumb for having already sent the email when you could have just waited this will be fast you might be listening to this in the car which means you pulled over to write the email <laughs> you are cuckoo birds <laughs> writing your emails
5: when i was on Clavdia three all i could think about was leaving that isolation what makes me sad is having to face it again after seeing what else is possible
0: is
3: so that what awaits
0: you on dollar Four? No. Isolation. Yes. I'm a ball the of gas, you know. I thought you going there to reunite parties. I mean, um, parties. I have to
1: go. What else do, you know? do you find balls of gas? I'm very did...
5: little. The ship's computer doesn't
0: have that much on Dallat. Leslie, what do you think for? about that deuterium oh, you container you're working I'm on? I'm not
5: certain.
0: You know, that's gas. I only know gas. I will
5: have many responsibilities when I get there. Your language has no word for the position I'll hold. In many ways, I'll have even less freedom than I did on Clavdia III.
1: Good old Clavdia III. You could stay.
5: On the Enterprise?
0: Why not? I'm just a guest star.
5: I
2: can't. just because a girl runs out doesn't mean she doesn't wish you to follow what is it
0: i what really happened? enjoy Guinan's role as Salia, the wise bartender stay away from me. i do too but i will say
1: um she the instant she starts going in this direction if i was marina sirtis I would be like, "What is going on?" That is what my job is supposed to be on this ship.
0: Oh, it is my an only an job. Interesting,
1: on Interesting. Um, and the named character is obviously much more dynamic, uh, you know, uh, due to the writers, because she has a little bit. She she has a lot she more also mobility. Has, she, also she can has be a lot involved more in anything. She has a lot more mystery. She has a whole past. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, can I ask? May I ask you? Mm, I hope I have an answer. Um, mm, I don't know. I much. decided you can't ask me. <laughs> I don't know
0: much about DS9 at all. Well, it's a space station out uh, around Bajor. But uh, there is it's a next character. to a stable wormhole that uh-huh. leads to the to. The, to the delta quadrant
1: and if i park my space vehicle there do i need to get get it back before midnight or
0: can i leave it there overnight well it depends there is a service charge for every space hour after the first 17 space hours Uh uh-huh um but if you are fucking someone in in one of quark's hollow suites or something does he um you uh did he run a brothel he'll yeah, he ran a holodeck brothel. Uh you can get your,
1: you your Holodeck <laughs> brothel. Yeah, of
0: course. Why wouldn't you? You can get your uh you can get your uh parking validated from Quark's
1: bar. Wow, that's really that is you gotta say, from a Frangi perspective, that's so geniusly profitable. It's like self cleaning, it's you know, it's
0: uh it's it's there's no human component. I mean, he just ran Hollows. I mean, there, you know, holodecks. Uh, a lot of them were geared towards pleasure, of sure. course, like a lot of the programs. But yeah. there was also just like your average holodeck situation, where you could go be in a be in a, a spy episode of something. Like you know, they did those James Bondy type episodes. He must have enjoyed that. It's everything our, man, you want. our man Bashir. Uh
1: huh. Anyway, my question, Matt Odo. Yeah. Was he an Alasomorph?
0: He's a changeling.
1: They're different. Yes. Okay.
0: Um, it's Am the I Gamma Quadrant. Wright? Okay. Again, I just have to say okay. please stop emailing me already. I know it's the Gamma Quadrant. We were just talking about Voyager so much earlier that the Delta Quadrant stuck in my head. Are Flotsam and Jetsam your favorite DS9 characters? Flotsam and Jetsam are the <laughs> eels. <laughs> Right, it's the gamma quadrant. Does Guinan
1: bring them another bowl of chocolate here? (laughs) Because they just they get the the bowl of chocolate in the in the replicator in Celia's room, and they go to ten forward, and then Guinan brings them another bowl of chocolate. I'm like, this is my kind of date. I don't know where this is gonna go, but these people are total gluttons.
0: Andy, I'm just not happy right now. What's with, wrong with, with What's my happening? with my uh, with my, my with my with my quadrant messes ups? Oh, are you looking up information? It is to the Delta. Am I crazy? What do you? Uh, Where's I? the wormhole? This hello, hi, professional, other people who like Star Trek. Are you telling me that the word wormhole is not found in the Deep Space Nine main page of fucking... Are you trying to find out where Deep Space Nine is? I want to know what the wormhole... It's the Bajoran wormhole uh, later became key strategic location during the Dominion War for both the Dominion and the Federation Alliance. Yes. Uh, discovering the wormhole tell me thank you it's the Alpha Quadrant thank you thank you so much thank you thank you Wikipedia article Uh memory alpha I mean I'm so sorry Andy I disappointed us and I'm sorry you got all those emails from people who can't wait for me to make myself right
1: you're the one who's gonna have to listen to all of them next week
5: I'm sorry
1: I don't understand I can't stay here I have an I unspecified have thing life. to accomplish on a planet.
5: I want it more than anything, but I can't have it.
1: This was an okay performance, so, yeah, I thought. nothing
5: is impossible. Not for you.
3: There's a way. I know there is. Leave her alone.
2: Leave her alone. Edson, step away from her.
1: Flatsum said leave her alone.
2: Come with me.
0: Mr. Crusher, are you trying to get your dick wet? Your warp nacelle? Also the girl's protector. Are you trying to no. upset your buzzard I don't care collector?
2: In Someone the laughed at that. Of those are you trying mind? to
1: reset your deuterium control conduits? But in this case...
2: You want me to stay away from Celia. Yes, I do. For the good of the ship and
0: the safety of everyone on board. The rest of the line should have been, including you. Jamie Hubbard uh, played Celia.
1: She had a very short career. It was from 89 to 95, ending with Platypus Man as the nurse. The end. I will do as you ask. Okay. Well, now she's now a licensed psychotherapist.
0: Seems like she didn't have a short career. She just
1: changed careers, Right, a short-acting career.
3: Why won't you let me have a friend? It is my duty to protect you from danger. There's no danger here. There is always danger from one who is not your kind. Thalia, he's confusing you. You're forgetting your responsibilities. Whether or not I see Wesley is for me to decide. It is not... I raised you, I protected you, and I intend to deliver you to Dalit 4. Maybe what you want doesn't matter anymore.
0: Whoa. Selia, please. Whoa. I know it's difficult for
3: you, but you must do what you're destined to do.
0: Okay, so the next scene, now that we established that uh, Selia is a shapeshifter... Mm-hmm. That's the scene we've just seen. Okay. We have a stat. Well, we don't establish that Celia is a shapeshifter. I'm sorry. We establish that Anya is a, sh- a shapeshifter. Right.
1: <laughs> I, just, I just came across the thing in the script. It says, On Anya, as she all caps transmutes into a raging monster! Exclamation point. Continue. So <laughs> it was funny to look at it in text. Uh,.
0: <laughs> The attitude that she enters the scene in is not Celia like. It's not emotionally consistent with the Celia we just saw. I really agree with you. And it because of that, you're watching as a viewer, you I mean I I feel you like think, everyone had to think, "Oh, it's Anya." Were they were they trying to do some kind of misdirect because it's definitely not No, well, it certainly worked.
1: But oh, I yeah. mean, they toward what end you if they're not doing it? Do you want me to I didn't say that. And then listen. you want me to
5: stay listen to this does Anya know here that doesn't matter I'm glad you came I thought Anya would have kept you with her well, I have certain rights so in other words you slipped out <laughs> while she was asleep I hope you did not get in trouble from your captain oh I haven't gotten in trouble yet Anya thought you would corrupt me with my wild way of life maybe The normal things people do when they like each other.
1: This ball of gas is thirsty.
0: You know, this Jamie Hubbard, yes by the way if you're Same just people. listening to the audience of the uh, at the at home what you didn't hear was not what you thought you should be hearing which was that transformation would mean that the girl that Wesley was just sitting next to would transform into that creature no 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 that creature walks into the quarters so yeah. this out of character craziness i just I, I found it very odd but back to Jamie Hubbard she uh, specializes in couples and families dealing with infidelity communication commitment Connectedness Divorce Blended families And infertility You gonna get in touch? I think I should visit her Didn't Dori. it say something about LGBT rights also? Uh, she's an LGBT affirmative psychotherapist Oh I see And she is uh, Very Close to work, she's on the way. To, she's on the way to my work. <laughs>
1: she's uh, here. She's on the way to work. <laughs> Are you going to see her about the infertility issues?
0: I mean, you know, we've been wanting to talk to a therapist about infertility. I just ripped my jeans open, <laughs> classic Andy. She he wants it, it bad. Um,
1: just as a side note, I don't know that it's that relevant. In the scene that in question with maginamic it says Interior Sleskord is is with an unusually dressed teenage girl in parentheses. definitely not a normal inhabitant of the Enterprise. And then she's just described as teenage girl until she is then she Celia uh, holds the teenage girl's eyes for a beat, then steps to the window and stares out at the stars. After a moment, Celia looks down. Celia's POV. A cute furry animal rubs against Celia's leg. That's it.
0: Oh, so instead of cute furry animal, they went with Whatever that thing a was a child or, or little person in a costume. Yes.
1: A little person in a furry fly humanoid costume. Wait a minute, on, there's please. definitely sane people. Support. No! That sounds familiar too.
3: You should not have disobeyed me. I had to.
1: You didn't have to. I
3: warned you to leave her alone.
0: What's the famous scream? What do you mean? You know that sound effect scream? That is the famous scream. It has a name. Is this a meme? No.
1: He's looking something up. I don't I don't know what he's talking about. Because I'm not really as internet literate as someone with a podcast should be. My apologies.
0: It's like the Wilhelm scream, right? Oh. Yeah, the Wilhelm scream. From film? Uh, it's been used in hundreds of films and television shows since 1951. Uh-huh. Uh... So essentially, you know, they buy a sound library. Okay. And then they have it. And the Wilhelm screen. Uh, here's a Wilhelm Scream compilation. Okay. That is two hour, two minutes and fifty-nine seconds long, but I'll just get the volume down. And Wilhelm! Yeah Oh, that's the first use of it. First use is someone called Wilhelm. That's the screen. <laughs> that is very familiar. So that's 1954. The giant ants, remember? Really? Is it just a bunch of clips of people? Yeah, using of all of the times the effect was used.
1: It's <laughs> <That's>
0: hilarious. <laughs> I've seen a lot of these. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, it's in Star Wars. Indiana Jones. Really young Indiana Jones. Is this in order? Yeah.
1: Let's go back to Star Wars. Oh, it's Aladdin. Batman return. Ah! <laughs> that was the most appropriate use of it. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. I don't hear that one. A really off topic.
0: Well, no. I mean, we're talking about shared sound effects.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: <laughs> I see Star Wars. I want to see Star Wars, Matt. I I I think it's a stormtrooper going off the
1: edge, right? Oh yeah. That sounds right. Into the in the Death Star.
0: Yeah. What? Howard How the, the Duck. Lee Thompson, Thompson, by Campbell the way. Oh, I want to see Raiders. Oh yeah. Then yeah, they're shooting the guy over the trench or whatever it is. So this is it—the first instance of it right here. This is Wilhelm. Huh. This guy right here.
2: Wilhelm! Yeah, I'll just fill my pipe.
0: Don't fill your pipe, Wilhelm. And
1: it was he?
0: Was it that actor's voice, or they dubbed uh, it, they dubbed it? I don't know. I mean, again, That's you're not as savvy person. as I am with the internet.
1: All right, guy he's didn't go to fucking face. film school. This he's guy talking to nobody. This guy man. didn't fucking go to film he's school. Looking like he's this he's guy. He wants to, to make movies. Him, really, he just about? looks like an insane person.
0: Wilhelm scream, guys. Um, I hope I I taught someone something new.
1: Wait, I was going to say something about me.
0: So here it is. The Wilhelm scream is a stock sound effect of a man screaming that has been used in more than 360 movies and countless television series beginning in 1951 film, The Distant Drums. The scream is often used when someone is shot and falls from a great height or is thrown from an explosion is most commonly used in films and television. Most likely voiced by actor and singer Sheb Woolley the sound is named after Private Wilhelm... They really knew how to name actors in those days. ...a character in uh, The Charge at Feather River, the 1953 Western in which a character gets shot in the thigh with an arrow. This was the first use from the Warner Brothers Stock Sound Library, although The Charge at the Feather is believed to have been the third movie to use the effect. The effect game new popularity... Uh, its use often becoming an in-joke after it was used in the Star Wars series, Indiana Jones, Disney cartoons, and other blockbusters. Oh. So they started to use it intentionally as a joke. Yes. Uh, the Wilhelm scream originates from a series of sound effects recorded in 19, for the 1951 movie Distant Drums. Uh, the Wilhelm scream's major breakout in popular culture came from the motion picture sound designer Ben Burt. Who discovered oh, the Bird's a original recording, which he found as a studio reel labeled Man Being Eaten by Alligator, <laughs> and incorporated into a scene in Star Wars in which Luke Skywalker shoots a stormtrooper off the ledge. Uh with the effect being used as the stormtrooper is falling. Bert is credited as naming the scream after private Wilhelm. Over the next decade, Bert began incorporating the effect into other films, which he worked, including most projects involving George Lucas or Steven Spielberg. Most notably this, this, the rest of the subsequent Star Wars films, as well as the Indiana Jones movies. Other sound designers picked up on the effect and its inclusion in, of the sound in films became a tradition among the community of sound designers. In what is perhaps an in-joke, within an in-joke, one of the scenes from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom actually features a man being eaten by a crocodile accompanied by the scream. Research by Burt suggests that Sheb Woolley, best known for the novelty hit song The Purple People Eater, in 1958 uh, as... Scout Pete Nolan of the television Rawhide is likely to have been the voice actor who originally performed the screen. This has been supported by a 2005 interview with Linda Dotson, Willie's widow. Bert discovered records at Warner Brothers from the editor of Distant Drums, including a short, Willie, played the uncredited role of Private Jessup in Distant Drums. Despite the usage of the sound, no royalties are paid.
1: That's a bummer for that Anyway,
0: we went way off topic, and we're almost at the end of the episode. And I apologize to everyone at home, and I hope someone enjoyed that bit of trivia. This podcast is already an hour and 43 minutes long.
1: To get back uh, to Star Trek, but equally off topic, I believe that um, you're... would, Would that security officer be described by any chance as an operations division officer
0: yeah they're in the gold uniforms that's operations then division. i
1: believe it was dexter clay that played it nice is this is cast list on the um um yes on he's the thing listed as uh operations divisions officer and uh he also was in the webster episode web trek in uniform i don't know if he had lines in that wow part of me really wants to go
0: see that he played episode. professional football. I mean, look at the size of him. He's a, he's a, he's much as a receiver muscular. for the
1: Oilers and the jets. There you go. I hope I got the right guy. I think I might have the wrong guy. I think, I think I'm being a racist. I think this is just an African American gentleman. and I Wait,
0: what are you talking about?
1: I think I might have the wrong guy.
0: I mean, he was oh, in that wrong, episode. the person is also named that.
1: No, no. Well, I mean, but there was a lot of... Sec- if it was the operations division
0: officer, then it was definitely the same guy? No, there's f- four operations divisions officers, including the guy that says Ensign Crusher? There is no one else that is listed as operations
1: divisions officer. These are the uncredited in the co-stars. Scripts? No, no. In the... There's nobody listed in the script. I can look.
0: Well, the guy that... The only, the only operations officer that has a line that isn't Columeney uh-huh. or or data That guy doesn't have wolf. a line.
1: Oh, I was talking about the guy who took the pose be, that you were l- first looking at. Not that guy. Right. Does that guy have a credit? Oh.
0: Because um, could it be that guy? It couldn't be that guy. Wait, that guy was... Why couldn't it be that guy?
1: Wasn't that guy Caucasian?
0: Well, who says that he's? What is the? What are you talking about?
1: I'm looking at an image of him, and he's oh well, black. Why can't you? What?
0: Tell me who it is. If you're that, looking at
1: him. Well, oh, this is so
0: frustrating. Andy, there is only one black operations officer in the episode. In the episode that is not war. Okay, then it is Dexter Clay. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let me just show you the guy. Oh boy. No, he's the background extra that's constantly in the series.
1: That's what I'm saying, and you were saying, no, it has to be
0: him. No, Andy. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, anyway, Dexter, you can look out for Dexter constantly. He's constantly in the background on the bridge of the Enterprise. I am not a racist. I have face blindness. You could argue maybe I'm a narcissist. He does have face blindness. That is true. We've established it on the show before. You can't get too mad at Andy. No. Even though it's fun to get mad at Andy. (laughs) Anyway, I apologize. But, you know, sometimes when Andy sees two things together at the same time, he realizes how foolish he was. And I just have to say how hilariously different the gentleman who's standing next to Captain John Luke Picard looks... Oh, boy. You in for a treat, Andy. Uh, this is really
1: upsetting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who is this guy?
1: Are you can show me a picture of a sand person. Oh I know the difference between sand No,
0: and... no, no, no. I just... just. Uh... Oh, that, that's way off. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> just, far off. <laughs> just so Andy can be aware of oh, how wow. ridiculously... No, I really... <laughs> And, and so we're clear, everybody. Andy has his computer on his side of the table. I don't, have to, I don't get to see the monitor. So that was also me weirdly trying to talk through, talk Andy through his face blindness slash a completely different human being.
1: Well, I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Yeah, I don't know. They don't, I don't think they have these guys listed at all. Nobody tracked him on Memory Alpha. Anyway, are we done from this episode? What's going on? Yeah, uh, I'm happy to be done. We don't have to be done. What happens at the end? Where are we? I uh, know- Wesley gets real moody, and it's fucking weird. Right. Here's his moodiness. Can I say overall, I thought this was a very demanding
0: episode for Will Wheaton,
1: and I thought, generally speaking, he had some interesting scenes where he's facing off with. Yeah, he, uh, he,
0: you know, he did what he did with what he was. What was written, and, and I then think
1: he did as good a job as he could do. And then, as what you were saying with Celia, those left turns where he suddenly pissed off you know it just I understand he's supposed to be younger but it's very strange and not necessarily warranted
0: what are you talking about
1: when he was mad at her when he's pissed off that's how I was just gonna play right go ahead
5: Wesley I have to go now was it fun what do you mean
3: playing humanoid. Was it fun?
5: Wesley, look at me. Right now, this minute, this is what I am. A humanoid girl. What are you really? Does it matter? Yes. Our natural state is one unlike anything you can imagine. So you took this form for our benefit? That's why
4: you wanted to know what species we are.
5: I'm sorry I hurt
0: you I mean of the lines you have to deliver as an actor yeah that's why you wanted to know what species we are hard to say with a straight face true but he did it he did do it and they also say Thank they you. loved me they loved each other yes oh. let's hear that one more time
4: I loved you
5: I love you too
4: too can you
5: yes oh yes I have the same feelings the same emotions as you you must believe me
2: Please
5: go, Wesley. Let's not say goodbye like this.
0: He gets to have the upset actor thing of putting your head against the wall and closing your eyes and breathing. Pretty sighing pretty heavily
1: yeah i wonder if he was it's really a dream for all of us <laughs> <laughs> finally i get to show my chops
5: why i cannot arrive in my planet in this form and i want you to remember me as i am now
0: don't worry i will i think it was a mistake for them to show us the form by the way
1: i agree I thought it was going to be kind of a cool saving on budget just to have it flash on his face. Yeah, like that. And energize. Yep.
0: We got to see it. We can't, sh- we can't tell them this is a thing. We got to show it. Look, in every
1: procedure I've ever done... You, you, don't, you don't just say the villain Interest. was caught You, you gotta be caught You gotta see the perp
0: Otherwise it leaves him with a lack of closure at the end <laughs> Always Maurice Hurley really, always looking for the emotional button What is this?
1: What is, He says I'll go to the lift I say he says go to the ladder <laughs> A ladder is the way a man gets down You know how much a ladder costs? It's already built <laughs> I bring one from home, and he'll slide down it, <laughs> and then he'll turn around, and he'll say, That's silly, Geordie.
0: I can't give. Uh, this is two hours, this episode. It's crazy. Let's go. All right. MVC. MVC it is, Matthew. Don't even need the sound cues for this one, Andy. Well, we should play the quick one. I just want to run through it. <laughs>
1: If anyone does anything, no in this one episode. does anything in this episode. <laughs> Jordy fixes the minor like technical problem.
0: <laughs> Honestly, the most valuable person in this episode, the most valuable crew member for me, is Guinan. Yeah, she gives some guidance. <laughs> is that, are you going to break it down? <laughs> There's no danger. Would, anyone in the ship? I, I mean, Worf, I guess
1: he doesn't he uh, really sort of the creature is kind of right The he makes a bond with her and yeah. i appreciated that conversation i really
0: like the conversation between them at the end well you'll never know it because we don't have time to play it so mm-hmm. if you want to watch the episode at home we don't. do have
1: time to play it but it doesn't really
0: matter um uh,
1: my vote is for Jordy just because he does the he
0: fixes the deuterium <laughs> issue he makes it from 98% efficiency to 100% full. efficiency. Exactly.
1: We don't even know if Pulaski saved
0: that dude with the virus. For all we know, she she infected in fact, is it, the whole group. I mean, is it possible to give it to no one?
1: Oh, interesting question.
0: Well, I mean, it's most valuable, so theoretically. I mean, who had the most value in the episode? I got to say, I think it's Guinan.
1: Oh, that's an interesting perspective. So it's not necessarily. I thought we were kind of going off. It one. always is to the Who dangers saves of the, the ship. Crew, yeah,
0: but going from ninety eight percent to one hundred percent is the most is valuable?
1: Nothing. Yeah. All right. It's it's Gynen. Right? What does she? Say, what does she say to Wesley that's useful to go after her? That's it.
0: Yeah. But how does that help? I don't know. It doesn't. Nothing helps. Does anybody give him advice on? Should we give it to the helmsman?
1: ensign Gibson. Gibson.
0: she Gibson get us say, right into impulse. She got every. She got us to impulse. <laughs> she was able to increase to warp eight point eight uh-huh. and tell us how long it would take us to get there. That's true. She put us into standard orbit. Uh huh. And I feel like actively she did the most in this episode. What a super light data episode too okay let's give it, <laughs> gonna, it will, we're gonna look at that in years and be like what the f- who the fuck is ensign hey, you know what i bet you i bet you she's a real great infertility therapist jamie hubbard
1: oh sorry jamie <laughs> hubbard. sorry jamie <laughs> the other one actually i think became an
0: editor oh wow everyone's uh behind the scenes um, oh my god she has her own thing her own page here jamie barlow jamie barlow yeah Jamie Barlow, you can see pictures of Jamie Barlow uh, in uniform in this episode and then uh, someone else who has her name is straddling a motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> so it's, not, it's, also, it's not her Anyway, there's a lot of fun you can have looking at previous cast members of Star Trek and, and, and just a really a great time The Andy, Or some other method of ranking We're working on it
1: Matt. Yes, sir. What do you say about this episode? I will say I enjoyed the romance of it. I, enjoyed, I did
0: not see that coming.
1: I enjoyed that it was a romantic build that he was a boy that was in love with this girl. I thought it was some some decent acting in very awkward scenes by Will Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it basically goes nowhere. I And I did like the character of the Guardian and her interaction with Worf. So I would give this episode, all those things considered, a
0: three. That's exactly what I was going to give it. I was going to give it a three as well. There you go. Seems pretty uh, solidly a three. So that's my answer. This episode gets a three. Matt, what do we got coming up next week? Well, Andy, it's a it's a it's an episode we've all uh, seen. Uh, by we've all, I mean me. Is it Contagion next week? I think so. All right, let me play the trailer for Contagion. <laughs> Contagion. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da
1: da I'd watch Soon that. Soon we'll be infecting.
0: Here it is. Crew. Next
2: time on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Destroy that probe. Alien forces programming the Enterprise for self-destruction. We're sitting on a bomb that could go off any second. Leaving the ship defenseless against an enemy attack.
5: They're preparing to fire photon torpedoes. Sir, the shields aren't responding.
2: No. The crew faces a countdown to disaster on Star Trek
1: The Next Generation.
0: By the way... Um, gotta tell you, Yeah zero recollection of this episode oh, that's exciting for you
1: uh kevin o'hara back in college i uh, was on a sketch show with him back in ithaca and uh he uh, he had written a sketch on our sketch show which went over cable access uh that's how old it was <laughs> how, how far back i go and um it was called love boat the next generation and it was you know i think it's great and uh, everybody else was laughing and laughing. And I was sort of like, oh, I've seen this show. I don't like the show. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> well, Andy, I'm so glad the tables have turned.
1: But now that I think back on it, I think it was very funny. <laughs> and Kevin, if you're listening out there, send me the sketch and well, we
0: can read it on air. <laughs> Do you think there's any chance Kevin has the sketch?
1: there's no chance that Kevin has a sketch. There is a very slim chance that someone Kevin has a or someone Kevin and his group uh, were perhaps the geekiest people I've ever met, very funny, very smart individuals, um, surpassing me by a long shot, which is tough. Um, very. So it's possible that someone who's out there can get in touch with him.
0: All right. Uh, anything else to say, Andy? Uh,
1: no. It's eleven thirty on a Thursday night. I gotta be at a shoot tomorrow. Oh, I'm. This is the other thing I was gonna say when we were looking at Howard the Duck. Uh, Leah Thompson. I've been spending every day with, mm-hmm. which is a uh, you know a uh, uh, a culmination of a boyhood dream. Um, although Can't I didn't argue with that. I didn't. Think in the past, I want to someday be annoying Leah Thompson with my notes about the episode that I wrote because she's directing the episode, which is
0: Trek Wars. Oh, the announcement. Um, I it, don't know. it did get to a point though when I was down there today, this morning, breakfast time, she was talking to Carrie, our costume lady, and then she saw me and then, like soft tapped my shoulder and said hello and then i was like hi leah she's very friendly <laughs> very very talented leah thompson acknowledged me oh yeah i gotta go um wonderful individual uh a lot of a lot of a lot of andy all up in the script and uh and a lot of matt too oh, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of very let's just say very Mattian in lines there's some reason that uh, is not really acknowledged in the script that uh, Jeff uh, is dressed like Marty McFly and everybody else is dressed like they're in Biff's gang and it makes almost no sense. No, but uh, Matt suggested it
1: and then uh, I got a shot actually with with myself and Leah Thompson and Helio Arantia is dressed like uh, like uh, the Leah Thompson in Back to the Future. You're welcome. It's delightful. Uh, Whatever the case, uh, it's about uh, Star Trek versus Star Wars. Although we don't have the rights to Star Trek, so (laughs) nothing is authentic. On the Star Trek side, don't complain to me or Matt. We did
0: everything we could. (laughs) Oh, complain to Andy. He'll hate it. Okay. I
1: don't mind hearing your complaints, I'll endure them. I got the complaints going on in my head all the time, anyway. Andy, you're not good enough. Andy, why'd you write it like that? Andy, don't eat that third pint of ice cream. <laughs>